Thank uh, sweet Jesus. What a sweetie. You know, you know who's a real sweetie? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Here's the thing about God. I don't know if I believe in the idea of like a bearded guy mm-hmm. in a sky or something like that, but there's definitely like a force connecting us. And, and it's a big sweetie. And it, whatever it is, big sweetie. <laughs> and if that's Jesus for you, then that's great. You know, the big sweetie in the sky. <laughs> It's like, uh, what's that song? Spirit in the Sky. It's like, waking up, da, da. this is standby for the sweetie in the sky. <laughs> it's in like all like the commercials for like, it's, I feel like it's in the Forrest Gump commercial or something like that. <laughs> Spirit I, in the Sky. I, Lucy in the Sky. No, you know what I'm talking about? Spirit in the Sky. Spirit in the Sky. Yeah. No. I, if I die. A spirit in the sky. I think it was in some um, Wes Anderson things. Norman Greenbaum, Spirit in the Sky. Norman Greenbaum, Spirit in the Sky. Play it for me. Okay. Nah, nah I'll listen to it on my own. You, nah. you're gonna, the way it starts, like you would hear it and be like, oh, yeah, that's that's it. It's Lucy in the Sky with Diamond. No, no. Okay, hang on. Just hop on Discord really quickly. Well, I'm not going to hop on Discord. Oh, you are such a <laughs> dickhead. I'm still playing Rocket League. Um, I can't. Let me finish this game really quickly. Welcome to Bundle Buddies. This is a podcast where we play indie games from itch.io and elsewhere. My name is Alex Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. And our producer is Matthew Haddock. We were inspired to play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality when it was launched in June 2020. It raised over $8 million for charitable causes. We now play through that bundle, other bundles, and other games that celebrate the spirit of indie gaming and social justice. This is episode 63, and we have played... 178 of the 3,451 games are bundles, <laughs> and we promised to play all of them. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, thank Eric. you. Hello, Alex. Um, thank, you, thank, you, thank, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I've been, um, like many other people, enjoying Elden Ring, running around, smacking, uh, smacking big old monsters with my swords, and uh, just having a, having a fun time getting my ass handed to me. Smacking skellies, smacking skellies, getting uh, absolutely. You know, it's funny. It's a it's a game where you you like start to get into a groove, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm feeling it, and then, and then it's like, oh no, oh no, no. Inevitably, something happens. That's like, oh, I didn't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not good at this. <laughs> I do like it. It's this is the first game that you've played in a while where you're measuring it against your own experience as opposed to other people's sort of skill level. Yeah, yeah, it's been a, you know, it's been a, yeah, this is the first kind of, it's funny, it's the, the first time I've been playing like a, yeah, solo game in, in a, a, little in a bit. couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's a fun experience. You know, well, you really I have play. huge fucking news, so hold the phone, okay? A game came out a couple of weeks ago on the Switch called Triangle Strategy. Did you hear okay. about it? You, I think you were talking about it. So the Switch, uh, Square Enix released a game called Octopath Traveler, and this is uh, sort of in the same vein. That game was basically like the story changes based on who's in your party, the people you select, the different classes, and there's like eight different possible people, so there's like eight different possible combinations of stories you can do kind of a thing. This is, and that was sort of like a conventional JRPG. This is basically taking the format for Final Fantasy Tactics. Mm Mm-hmm. And then injecting that into like a similar kind of framework. Yeah. Um, and you start playing. And if, if anyone out there has played the demo and they're like, you know what? There is entirely too much plot for me. That was my thing at first. But I really liked Final Fantasy Tactics and I wanted to stick with it. Um, and boy, oh boy, this game is so fucking good. Like, yeah. I yeah, I have completely blown through my promise not to get any fi- like fixated on any <laughs> games for this month with this thing. My wife was gone for the weekend and I played it like so much the whole time. It was an absolute, it's an absolute blast. Um, and there's a lot of really cool mechanics. There is a lot of plot, but eventually you start to have a lot more say in the decisions that get made in the game. And so mm. the plot is like dependent on like you and your choices. 
Um, and so things play out and you don't really have anything to do for like large swaths of time, but it's because of the choices you made and like serious shit goes down. It's fucking awesome. Cool. Um, so if you're into sort of turn-based strategy games and you, especially if you like final fantasy tactics and you have a switch, uh, this game is awesome. And I hope they make a million more of them. There's no reason why they shouldn't. This is like such a fun game. Um, I, when you said that, like you had news for me, I thought it was going to be. <laughs> real news yeah (laughs) what what did you think what was the news that you were thinking i was gonna say i don't know like maybe you were on some like you were on on a leaderboard of it or something like that like oh my god our brains are so different (laughs) there's a game (laughs) yeah the news is well here's the thing elden ring has like taken the conversation so much i feel like there's not any air in the video game world oh, right you're now. right you're right you're like you a, had, they you're had a hometown create, hero you're like a robin hood they had to create a massive bundle for ukraine to even get any indie games in the conversation whatsoever so forget about these mid-sized games you know They're, yeah no you're right so i'm out there trying to plug triangle strategy hard working indie studio square enix <laughs> 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 but this game is cool and i hope they make more of them because I, I really am loving it um Speaking of itch.io updates uh, and the bundle for Ukraine, uh, as of today, if you were listening to this the day it comes out, you have today, Tuesday, and tomorrow, Wednesday to still buy the bundle for Ukraine at itch.io. It's another so, one of those and if massive you're, bundles. If you're listening to this 10 years from now, and thank like, you, you, thank know, you so much. Just, oh my you're God. Kind of going back to the archives. You know, we've been doing this for 10 years. We've played uh, 300 of the 10,000 games that we're going to play. <laughs> um yeah shit's going on but uh but yeah yeah if you're listening to this if you're one of our hardcore listeners listening to this right now as soon as it comes up you you can't even can't even wait to get that sweet sweet bundle buddies content in your ears uh download that download this bundle because it's rad i don't think you can anymore 10 years from now well no 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 no. i've i've gone back now i'm just now i'm now i'm referring kind of to the people you were referring to Oh, to our our friends and to like fans. the hot hot listeners to the hot listeners listening to this in real time who view yeah. this as sort of a living piece of history and come mm-hmm. to us for breaking news. Right, the- breaking news. <laughs> breaking news. Did, did Triangle you- strategy is I, a fun <laughs> game. <laughs> I put a I put a little breaking news sound in uh, last week's bundle for Ukraine uh, episode, the mini episode we did. Just very to, cool. Yeah. So. Uh, hey, you know, I dipped back into my sound design. That that one wasn't produced by Matt Haddock. That was pretty. That was an Alexander giant. And uh, we could tell. Yeah, yeah, and everyone could tell, and the, the viewer <laughs> numbers also can tell. Um, but a bundle for Ukraine. The bundle for Ukraine is uh, hosted by Necrosoft Games, uh, who also made a a game that's in the bundle, uh, hmm. one of the bundles that we already have, which is great. Uh, it's got content from 736 creators. It's 998 items that are games. Uh, tabletop RPGs, tools, all kinds of stuff. It's ten bucks, and regularly, if you bought all the content in there, it would be six thousand five hundred ninety-six dollars. So, ten dollars. If you if there's two games in there you like, uh, which are already more than ten bucks, it's worth it, uh, and you're gonna get so much cool shit. Um, and again, um, it's really fun to just have this massive amount of games and then just dive in. Uh, there's resources out there. You can sort things randomly and just try things. Uh, you can come back and like check out our podcast where we are playing these games, you know, uh, to just sort of figure out what it is. Uh, engage with it. It's just a, it's a fun thing to do. So I, I highly encourage you to go check it out for like some really wonderful causes. Uh, should we play? We should play Gun House, which is the game I think that's in. Yeah, bundle. from from Necrosoft. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, uh, I think we should play Gunhouse. I think so too. I think that that sounds a great, like a great. Uh, whoever had that idea is pretty smart. I think. Well, you know, he's very handsome. I don't know about smart. <laughs> yeah, okay. With one hand, I give it them. With the other, I take it away. That's the Alex Hanet way. Um, <laughs> speaking of. Uh, giveth and taketh away this <laughs> wow. week we're not playing any bundle games this is the first episode uh i guess the second episode but the first game we've played from our uh 8-bit book club or 16-bit book club based on the week or 64-bit book club later on you know uh, we're playing hook from eric's childhood and also sony image soft and ocean software on the nes um it's uh it's a fun episode i yeah i don't want to I don't want to give too much away because you're about to hear it, but um, I got to stroll down memory lane 
we all and we we all got to take a little uh, walk through uh, Eric's head, which was yeah. fun. Um, <laughs> because we there's no guest this week uh, to choose a cause for us, we're just going to say go buy the bundle for Ukraine specifically, yeah. like yeah. ten bucks. Even if you're not going to play any of the games, that's a great place. All the money that gets raised from there is going to go to two causes that are really important: the International Medical Corps which provides medical assistance to Ukraine. They have a very low fundraising overhead, 1% of income, with 89% of donations going to medical aid and 10% to administration. And also, Voices of Children, a Ukrainian organization that helps children cope with the horrors of war, PTSD, readjusting the school, and getting back to being kids. They have also been doing a lot of grassroots impromptu work during the war, such as helping set up shelters. Their hope is that this war will be over soon and they can begin to work on healing the kids' hearts. Uh, so those are the causes that will get the money uh, that... Uh, you go uh, send to the bundle uh, for Ukraine. But if you're listening down the road, uh, you know, and you just want to go don't toss a couple of bucks to those causes, I'm sure the work that they're doing uh, is still very, very important whenever you listen to this. So please consider doing that. I think that's that's great. Should we get into it? Let's get into it. Mm. We'll see you on the other side. Bye. Bye. You guys, uh, either of you played Elden Ring yet? Is it out? I don't know. Isn't it? No, it's not out yet. It comes out on Friday, I think. Right? Yeah. It's way to way to date the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Should I? Oh, I'm dating the podcast, and now we're gonna date the podcast. Should I download it? Ooh. Should I get Elden Ring? Do you like Souls games? I've never played. I've never so played Souls. It might be an interesting one to start with. I have yeah. no idea how this one's going. It looks unbelievable. It looks so good, and it looks a little bit less claustrophobic than the Souls games. Here, um, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, sh- I'm gonna search for an Elden Ring trailer, and we can watch it here. Should he fail to become aught at all? My kind are all. Elden Ring. Guys, I, this is the I'm most boring conversation. I don't. I'm like, I brought it up. I asked. I asked if you had played it. Then you were answering your question. We're answering your question. You made us watch here. a preview for it. <laughs> and, and now we're saying, well, what do you think? Are, are you excited by what you saw? You said it's too much. It's just too much. I what? I don't know. I don't get it. What's the hype? What's the hype? Eric Roth reacts videos. What's the hype? <laughs> this is the first in our series of Eric Roth reacts. What's the hype? I, yeah, I mean, I don't too, this. I don't too watch much. This. I don't. Why are you making me watch this? I don't. What is? What's the hype? I don't get it. So, like, it's hard. That's what's up. They're just all it's, hard. It's, it's hard Skyrim. Okay. But also, like, it has the best ambiance and of yeah. any game ever okay. like that's that's the part that's really hard to convey in a trailer i don't think i've ever seen a trailer for a from software game is it from software or is it just miyazaki i think it's from software uh um, okay so it's like it's like a mood so like you're in there and it's a mood total mood total mood yeah and Big i mean they're all it gets your heart your heart pumping and then you like somebody something like kills you and then what you gotta yeah. start over it's from ex- the beginning it's extremely easy to die in these things and you start over from the beginning I don't know. There, there are checkpoints. Oh, I mean, in check previous point. games, there are like hub worlds that you can kind of hub like worlds. Between, yeah, but that's Demon Souls. Similar and... to the game we played this week. There's a hub world in the game we played this hub week. Hub worlds? What? Yeah. What is a hub world? In a lot of ways, Hook was the original Souls game. Oh my god! Because it's so hard. It is pretty hard. <laughs> it's impossible to fucking kill anything. Oh my <laughs> god! Okay, can we get all right? You know what? We've we've vamped enough. Can we say that we've vamped enough? You made us watch Elden Scrolls. <laughs> I have no idea why this offends you so much. It's just like <laughs> I'm kind of curious, like to watch another thing just to see how mad it makes you. No, just like yeah, it's I... like I. It's like three people that don't really know enough. <laughs> trying to stay up to date with the time like i just it's like what is i'm what what is this i don't think there's there's not too much to know i mean it's just (laughs) (laughs) i think matt and i know a lot about this or at least a little bit none of you explaining anything to me (laughs) i don't get it what's it like (laughs) 
So, okay, Heart so it's a, it's a Souls. Oh my god, game. never mind. <laughs> never mind. Not interested. I think that so Souls games are kind of marked by it's incredible. They're hard. Uh, yeah. They're hard. They're really hard and you die a lot. And they're spooky. And I, you know what? Apex Legends is really hard. No, they, but that's, God, not everything is Apex Legends. Apex Legends is so hard. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like a super hard Eld- Elden Scrolls. I don't right. know if you. I don't know if there's any like PVP stuff in Elden Scrolls. PVP means um, uh, player versus player. Eric, thank you. Yes, and a hub world is what's a, hub uh, world? a central world that all well, of the. That's why other... he was getting so mad about hub world. <laughs> yeah. he didn't know what it what's was. What's a hub world? Okay, so like a map. No, no, no. So it's like a central location no, from Matt, which not Matt. Matt. Yeah, yeah. I'm Matt. I'm Matt. Matt. <sighs> Two T's. All of the levels. Look, this sort is, of, imagine this the is the of- first. This is the first <laughs> book club show. Like this is this is the premiere show. This is this is the premiere, right? This is the show that's supposed to hook our listeners hook. On, <laughs> on this this concept. And we watched a, a preview for Elden Scrolls, <laughs> and said like, "Oh, it looks okay." But you're learning. <laughs> It's really hard to describe a hub world without just saying hub world. Okay, I'm gonna take you all. <laughs> I'm gonna take you all back, because I was thinking about the. I was thinking about Hook, uh, the video game that we played this for this book club game. I'm still shocked that Eric got so mad when he brought up Elden Ring. Like, I, we were like not even gonna talk about it at all. He's like, "Hey, you guys hear about this Elden Ring thing?" And Matt are like, "Oh yeah, that seems interesting. Let's watch it." Uh, uh, like, so the most, the most, the most like, inspired, the most boring conversation. What I gotta say is, we'll move on when we get an apology from you for bringing up Elden Ring. I'm yes, sorry. Right. I didn't know what we were doing here. I panicked. I I brought up the most recent buzzy game that's that's out there and i was expecting the two of you to like do some swearing or something like that and instead you had a sincere response and that's do you want us to do you want us to go again do you want to bring up elden ring and we'll we'll do what you wanted okay all right hey let's do over okay you guys hear about this elden ring game fuck no you fucking oh is that on is that on itch.io (laughs) yeah i don't play triple a games because those are for losers (laughs) See, that's funny. You're not gonna like it because it's not like this... fucking Rocket League or Apex Legends. So why, don't you, why don't you shut the fuck up and stay in your side of the pool, the shallow end? That's, that's what he wanted. That's really you funny. Get, you want to get slammed? How did, this is funny to me. This is finally something for the listeners. I'm trying to find. I, I thought it'd be a good idea just to read the, the headlines, no. the game headlines from like CBS. No, I'm here for the listeners. Look, look, I am here for the. Eric listeners. is our listener. Eric is our listener surrogate. I bet you a number of our listeners are very, very interested in Elden Ring. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they are, and I'm sure that they've done more research than you than any of us have. I'm sure that they've. You know they're at yeah, they're waiting they in line outside of GameStop right now. I'd love to hear your your play on like you know sort of like stand up at. You hear about this uh, Elton Ring stuff? You hear about this? <laughs> what did I say? I got they got George R. R. Martin. Like, apparently they got George R. R. Martin right for this thing. You know, so I guess they're gonna have a bunch of brothers and sisters having sex oh, in it. <laughs> I hope that good. It sounds like there's no ending to this game, which is great for that guy. <laughs> uh there we go or you go a hub world <laughs> what is this a place i get my tires fixed on my car <laughs> Jeez. that's sort of like a little broader very good man. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm, I'm right. <laughs> all right okay okay uh, they're playing with the concept of permadeath which sounds like me after uh, i got married oh uh, yeah yeah let's all right i'm 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 putting this I'm putting this back on track. Putting this podcast on freaking ice. Look, this baby. is this is my game. <laughs> this was my was very, book was club a... game. I yeah, have, yeah. I, you know, I'm having all all of you you boys over for my book club. We're all <laughs> sipping wine and and eating uh, eating gluten free cookies, and we're gonna we're gonna Ooh. discuss this this video game. Um, the year is 1991. So We've... okay, so when did Sega Genesis come out? Uh, 1991. You see, I think this is the the thing. Is I'm afraid to answer any of your questions right now. 
you created this minefield. So wait, no, I, now knowing the way you want to be treated when you ask questions, go ahead and ask a question again. Okay, so like, when did Sega Genesis come? I don't out? fucking know. Why don't you Google it? Who fucking gives this yeah, shit? Actually. Honestly, yeah. Does it matter? Does it matter? <laughs> Who cares? I just you to, dumb, you dumb idiot. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to tell you all a story. I'm trying to paint a picture. It came out in '89. I'm shocked. Wait, Sega Genesis came out in '89. It says here. Uh, no, wait, wait, wait a minute. No, Master no, System. no. Yeah, that's right. Okay, I remember. It looks I like was, I'm three years old. I mean, I'm standing outside in the rain watching. No, the it says it says the U.S. launch of Sega Genesis August 14th, 1989. Wow. Okay, so there was That's crazy to me. I was not Okay. Anyway, um cuz as we look at this game, I think I think we're going to like try to forgive some elements of it. And and I want to I want to actually like put it in the correct context of what it is. Because all right, so so here I am, a child. Uh I have a Nintendo Entertainment System and I love the movie Hook because Hook is a fun, a fun movie, right? Jurassic Hook. That's Jurassic Park, you're right. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I'm I sure. I'm sure it's got like a, something equally as you know beautiful and catchy. All right, hey, r- really quickly to get in the mood for this, we have to watch the trailer for Hook. Really, fast. I think that's actually a good idea. <laughs> I, we can't watch tra- we can't watch trailers it's not a okay it's not sorry a, it's your episode you're right yeah we're at your sleepover sipping wine and eating gluten-free cookies it's not if this was like a video podcast which some people do apparently i don't know uh we could do that we and then and it'd be a good time can would people anyway oh my god we're, yeah go ahead and ask your ask your question we'll see up. how that goes I, see how it goes to ask a question <laughs> in this podcast again so you're a young boy. You love the film Hook. I love you the can't. film Hook. It's got Robin Williams in it. He's like a you know, yeah, he's it's like a surrogate dad, funny, right? You like know. you know, and and he's just he's goofing off. He plays this uh, he's old Peter Pan, and it's one of those like you know, dads are too busy movies. Famously not goofy in the beginning of this movie. No, he's a scary. Grouch. He's a, a boardroom boardroom uh, savant. Oh yeah, he's warrior. just like you know. <laughs> Uh, Eric, is it okay? Could I call you? This is kind of this is like. Let me know if this is too rude. But am I allowed to call you a, a child of divorce, even though your parents got divorced <laughs> so much later in your life? So, like, here we are, nineteen ninety, child of divorce. Eric you know what's funny? It's my parents, parents still aren't even divorced. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm gonna laugh about that, but. Oh my god! I was one of those kids who was like begging for their parents, like was just like, "Oh my god, please, you two, what the fuck is this?" Um, which is, uh, you know, I say that, and it's actually very deeply tragic, and and has had yeah, last very effect, sad lasting effects. <laughs> anyway, here we are, you know, it light. Nineties kids, nineties kids. Uh, all 90s everybody's kids getting divorced. Divorce is yeah. is. On the tip of everybody's tongues. Uh, and a new dance is sweeping the country. The <laughs> Macarena. Macarena. Nineteen ninety one. I mean, I you know, I was probably doing a lot of gymnastics at the time, wandering around in a in a gym. Uh I think I got a, a booty call was a hit song <laughs> around that time. Um uh, you're in Chicago, no less. So you're in Chicago oh, in the 1990s. Yeah, the house. So. It, Michael Jordan is really good at basketball. Crime is out of control in the inner, in our inner cities. Oh, the, like cars were lit on fire next to my house all the time. My street was one that was just sort of prime place for people to ditch their stolen cars and light them on fire. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, Yikes. Yeah. Um, anyway, so so I probably go to Funko Land. And, um, and it was like one of those things, right. Where you, um, you know, my parents, like, I, I feel bad for my mom. And like, you know, as I play this game, I think about, you know, like this sort of weird push and pull that my parents were doing where it was like, they definitely didn't want me to be playing video games. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But they also didn't, you know, I loved them. Right. Like, and, and from, kind of like early to be happy yeah yeah, it made me happy it was kind of all i wanted to do and so it was like a very begrudging thing but like the idea of like spending money on a video game was like was really you know we would go to blockbuster and rent them but like you know we 
we weren't buying it. I wasn't one of those kids that like had, you know, a big library of games. Right. It was kind of just like, you know, like as a special treat, we could go to Funkoland and buy a game. Right. So like if you bought a game, that was like your game for, you know, months. Right. Or like, yeah. you know, a month or, or so. And so like it, you really had to like, and you had no idea. There was no like, right. Like I think, a, a, you know, it, you know, I'm talking like I'm a child in this situation, but like, you know, nowadays there's like, there's a huge culture around games. There's a huge internet culture around games. Uh, like my parents were like, not really into the idea of video games at all. And they absolutely were not going to buy me like Nintendo power or anything like that. Right. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, you know, Oh, we're going to get you the, like the supplementary materials to this thing that we dislike and think is a, so, you know, so you're walking into Funko land effectively blind. Oh, what you're saying every time, like every single time. Right. You know what I mean? And it's just sort of like, Hey, it really is just like pick a book by the cover. And like these games at this time had incredible covers that had nothing yeah, to do totally. with like the actual experience of the gameplay because, because it was just like, you know, it was all marketing or whatever. Right. The NES especially was famous for just having the most batshit insane covers. I mean, they look, they lots they, of live action. Oh, yeah, it looks photographs incredible. And, um, and so like, here's this video game based on this movie that I really, you know, I, I get a I get a kick out of like a movie that's like kind of horny, you know what I mean? Like I like have early, you know, titillating mem like early early boners yeah, was it, to uh, Tinker Tinkerbell for you. Tinkerbell and also the kiss with the mermaid underwater. Little Mermaid was definitely my first like, whoa. And then like oh, you know, and then he makes out with that mermaid because to get like air for his. Do you remember this? Mm. Anyway, I remember that being cool. I, I, I remember that was a trailer moment, making though, me so a little. I'm like, not sure we can go to the trailer for, for that one. <laughs> anyway, I get home and I start playing Hook, and I've brought this up on this podcast as this being like an exceptionally. I I would like wait wait back up. So okay. you get it. You you're in Funkland. You're you're effectively blind. You pick up this thing. You look at the cover and like. Do you remember any other the idea, like any other things that were like in comparison? Or did you like go straight to Hook and were like, it's Hook, or I'm like throwing a fit? Or were you like, oh, I don't know, you know, Mega Man 2 looks pretty good also. Like, what's going on in your Oh, head? you know what's funny is like, it it might not have even been like, it, <sighs> Funkoland would sell used video games and like, and right. they would come in not even like the actual box <laughs> or whatever. Totally. Right. And right. so it's entirely possible because I, just playing this right now, I discovered mechanics in it that I had no idea existed. <laughs> like, so playing this game, you know, I don't think I had like an instruction manual for this. I don't even know that I knew how to read necessarily. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> so, so I get this game and, and like, like where it's you know like this is games that exist at this time are like Sonic the Hedgehog and like right. Mario Three you know what I mean and Battletoads I was looking at like you know like there are like legit video games that exist at this at this moment Mega Man Four right like Final Fantasy Four the Legend of Zelda Link to the Past right like there's like actual games in the real world like so we can we can't really excuse this this game as being like it's like you know it's before video games knew what they like like we've got hits at this point like there's anyway i okay so that's that's me as a child i plop hook into my nes and i start playing now guys you've heard me talk in some like a little bit about hook in the past right what ex what oh, yeah. expectations did you have going into this game um, well, I will say that, you know, it's funny to talk about games that were coming out around the time because there were actually like a lot of like license based games like coming out right in the early 90s, like based on all kinds of movies and TV shows and things like that. And like most of them were really awful. <laughs> like, you know, like I, I think it was really hard to find. A, it was before I think anybody 
understood that a game needed to be good. Like a lot of these games were very top down, like an executive went to a developer and was like, hey, there's a movie coming out in six months. We need a movie tie-in game. What can you do? And they would pull something together and not be given resources. And, um, you know, I there's the game that I played a lot around that time um, was Wolverine, the Wolverine game made by... The Adamantium Claws one? I think so. What was it? On, was Super, it Nite- on Super Nintendo? No, 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 no. This was this was on NES. It oh, was, wow. yeah, it was like not a good game. It was really hard. And um, I don't know. So that was kind of my frame of reference for this. It was just like, okay, it's a, you know, like a, a sloppily. I thought it was going to be a sloppily made, um, you know, license-based game. Just a, a, a cash grab okay. on the part of the studio. Yeah. Alex, what's the question again? <laughs> I don't. What did, oh, I, what did you expect? I, 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 that's right. I should. I'm not allowed to ask questions, or Alex is going to fucking roast my ass. You lost the privileges earlier in the podcast. <laughs> uh, no. No. What were so your like, expectations going in? Like I've talked about this. Like what? What? I expected it to be honestly a little more unplayable. I was surprised. At actually conceptually, like there is quite a bit here that eventually just like makes sense to me, you know, because when I when I think of like most platformers from this era, it's really you start at one place and you move through a level and then you end somewhere else right. and then you go to the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's just, you know, Arrow the Acrobat or something like that. You know, it's just something like oh, Mega Man, yeah. you know, just mario but yeah but what this is is you're on a hub world and you're trying to go like you're sort of like guiding yourself around and you get to a level and the point is not to go from a to b it's to traverse a space and collect a certain number of items and gadgets that'll let you allow you to exit so it's not just like a linear progression kind of a thing you need to like actually like pay attention and like spend time there and figure out where things are um so I was a little more impressed than I thought I was going to be. That's funny. Know, to be totally right. honest. Can I, so as a child, I learned like two days ago that like, it's the, you have to collect the food, right? Like yes. once you collect all the food, the exit sign goes and you can leave. I had no idea. As That's a child, yeah. I had absolutely yeah. no idea. It seemed completely arbitrary to me i remember you saying that like this game makes no sense you wandered around until it said exit and then you were allowed to leave yeah (laughs) so it wasn't until playing this like now that i was like oh oh you have to collect all the food in the level well to be fair there is a lot of stuff that like doesn't make apparent sense at first (laughs) there's a level called the ghost mines it's one of the you're given like two options at the start of the game one of them is ghost mines the other one is like go this other direction to a forest and if you go to ghost mines you have to collect enough cupcakes to give it to what i can only describe as a farting elf it seems like (laughs) yeah you know that will then let you through this next part but i spent so much time just walking up to the farting elf like why can I stab it or do anything? You know, um, one of the things I want to say about this game just in general is like, I was having a really hard time with it. Cause I thought I needed to kill things like that's, they give you the ability. You have a sword and you're supposed to stab stuff, you know, but it's, it's impossible. You can't, like it's the, so crazy. It's you awful. You can't, you can't, yeah, it's so bad. The, the sword doesn't do anything. It's so hard to get close enough yes. without hitting the pe- I don't yes. know. As like, soon as yes. you're close enough to stab them, they stab you back. Yeah. The hitbox is like so out of whack in this. It's crazy. <laughs> and and your a lot of the pirates also either. the py- pirates also shoot like bullets. Uh, <laughs> so like you're either gonna get hit by a bullet or get close enough to like try to stab and it's not gonna it's not gonna work. <laughs> but once you just start, you you can play the game without killing anything. Is what I learned. Okay, pretty pretty quickly. Is right because all you, all you need to do is get the the keys essentially to get yeah. To, get to and the you exit. just yeah. And the the amount of mobility the game gives you is pretty good. Like you can jump around quite a bit. You have you can jump pretty high. 
and you can change directions in the air. You know, like you can figure that stuff out. So once <laughs> I, also... I started playing as an avoidance game, then the game sort of opened up for me. Did you? Um... I learned about Tinkerbell for the first time today. About yes, launching yeah. Tinkerbell at people. I still didn't quite understand what that was. What? How does that work? So when exactly? you send Tinkerbell at somebody, she gives them dust and they fly up in the air and they're like off it's, the map. It's a uh, very OP. It's, <laughs> it's super OP. It's so funny you, to go from like you I... Tinkerbell. You you pick up these little um, thimbles. Okay, yeah, that's and right. that gives you that gives you the picture. Well, okay, but so are, the thimbles are a thing in the game, right? Like thimbles mm-hmm. are this like you know metaphor or something, right? From Peter, the original Peter Pan, um, right? Marbles are a thing in this game because in in the movie. Uh, What's his name's lost his marbles, right? You know, and he that's why he can't, you know, he's an old man now and he doesn't have his marbles anymore. He literally lost them. That's the big joke at the end. Right. right? They're his actual marbles. Um and that's that that's really interesting, actually, because the conceit being the food he's collecting is the imaginary food. Is that what it is? I mean, so this is this I is not figure that one out. <laughs> why would I mean I but that's the thing is like if he's collecting marbles, that's the stuff he's picking up so he can get his marbles. The food would be his imagine imaginary food so he can then imagine at the big feast that that is, you know, the thing. <laughs> what I think so is here's is okay. I have a question. Like is Peter Pan wise in the Peter Pan universe the Peter Paniverse. In the Peter Paniverse, you have the Lost Boys. That's a thing. That's what Peter Pan was a part of. He was a part yes. of the Lost Boys. Yeah. Okay. And then Rufio, who's in Justin Hook, is like the successor to Peter Pan. Right. He's sort of like a rebel That's leader. Sort of the Eric Roth character, the radical. Sort of. Character. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the Eric Roth surrogate. And, but uh, the, I feel like the invisible food, the use your imagination meal, has become such a thing like it's become so iconic meme yeah totally and but that doesn't have anything to do with peter pan right that's hook right (laughs) that's hook. i think so yeah yeah, yeah, is hook Hook canon in peter pan that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) i don't i don't know i don't know i what's the pan fandom like i don't know pan fandom I really don't know. I couldn't tell you what is canon and what is not. Like in the in the hook in the Peter Pan cinematic universe, does Peter yeah. Pan like get actually old? I don't think so. <laughs> I think no, probably not. I think Peter Pan has he become an accountant? Well, the 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 original Peter Pan book was from the what's the story even? It's like a Victorian era story, right? It's, it's like around then. Yeah, I yeah it, yeah it's. It's good, you know. There's the. It's like it's like a bunch of. It's a collection of kind of like uh, vignettes or short stories that you know that take place in this in this place. Have you read the Peter Pan? Yeah, uh, the original. Yeah, the original source material. Yes, I've read the original <laughs> source material. Uh, and it's good. You know, it's a children's. It's a children's story. I've also watched Finding Neverland uh, with uh, Johnny Depp and that child with like the biggest blue eyes in the world. First appearance, Peter Pan, 1902. So this is pre-World War One. <laughs> he says something okay. like, death will be the greatest adventure of them all. And that's, it's like a, you know, pretty, pretty wild thing in the children's book. And, yeah, I mean, but, okay, the whole wait. thing is pretty wild. I want to talk about, I would love to talk about um, the the characters that you encounter in this. Because I think it's such a... I love this this era of lazy. I mean, maybe it's not. I don't know if lazy is the right word, right, Matt? Like you're saying, like you know, very few resources. Nobody gives a shit. Kind of like no, like right. literally nobody cares about the quality of these things, right? Like there's no, there's no concept of like they are just putting these games out into the world. Yeah, because they know that kids are going to walk into Funko Land and be like, I want the Hook game. <laughs> oh, Hook. I like Hook. Rufio. Yeah. yeah. But like, this is yeah. this is one of my first, like, I, this is a first, like, this, this is an early experience of disappointment for me. You know what I mean? Like, this <laughs> right, is like, right, right. it's funny to think like, oh, you know, which I'm like, 
Right. But at this time, there's just no form of communication between kids as to like what is good, like what is good and enjoyable and what's. I know you're not on like a YouTube video, like reviewer, like, unfortunately, the game hook doesn't have enough in common with the source material. They really <laughs> phoned this one in, but it's not it's, it's not canon. But what's really <laughs> funny to me, OK, like even in that first level, right, you're there's pirates. Those pirates will fuck you up real bad. Real bad. Um, they make sense. The pirates make sense, yes. Yeah. There's snakes, Eve. which is... Okay, snakes are dangerous, a video game staple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's monkeys throwing banana peels. Yeah, and like fashionable monkeys. They're not just monkeys, <laughs> they're like, I think they're wearing like a hat or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah. That's definitely one where you're like, mm, okay. And then the one that really gets me... Yes, is I know what you're going to say. The floating man... The like there oh, is yeah. the fl- some kind of yogi, yeah. the guru, you know what I mean? the guru the guy. Guru. Yeah, uh, <laughs> he's just floating around. Bizarre. It's like, what is that guy doing here? What is you know that? what I mean? Yeah, that's got nothing to do with hook whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, while we're on the subject, the other first level is the ghost mines. <laughs> Yeah, which I don't remember the ghost mines and hooks. You know what I mean? There's no ghosts. Well, that was my question. I was wondering if they like read the book and were like, okay, well, we don't have a lot we can do with hook, but in the original Peter Pan, there's that ghost mine sequence (laughs) that we can ghost mine sequence in any part of Peter Pan. There's definitely not a. A metal detective. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys figure out like to oh, like hunt that? for treasure? No. What do you? Is there a way to you? You press after you pick up the metal detector. You press the knife button. What would be the knife? Right. Button, and the metal detector comes out, and occasionally like beep, and then you just hold it there for a while, and a piece of treasure will pop up. Oh, and you crouch to pick it up. That's uh, was a metal detector in Hook. I don't think so. I think wasn't there a part of it where like uh, young, Peter Pan's son is like. Using a metal detector at some point. <laughs> I Do they need it to find I his keys? I don't... Yes, <laughs> there's something... There's you gotta something watch with... Hook. We, uh, we should have watched Hook in preparation. We should have watched Hook. Point. Find the logic. I think the metal detector is like... Banana. <laughs> yeah. More bananas than even the, the uh, apes throwing bananas. I... Okay. There's under there's an underwater scene where where... Scuba divers are shooting harpoons at you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely un, you know, without like any like at that point they've just completely gone off the source material at all. Well, the, the ice level with like the seal hunters? <laughs> the seal hunters. I don't know, there's just like guys wearing like parkas with knives. I mean that just Okay, there is like a snowy land, but like also that to me just seems like they were like, oh, in video games, there's ice levels. You know what I mean? Or like, it's also it also feels a little bit to me like what happened was a studio was making a completely different game. And then, you know, whoever the studio behind Hook came in and was like, hey, we'll give you, you know, $50,000 if you turn this into Hook. (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of what it feels like because I don't know. There's a lot in this that does not even strike me as Peter Pan oriented. No, no. Yeah. I don't and then know. it's the funny because the, really throw me off. The monkeys. I mean, then you like fly and the flying is like, you know, kind of cool or whatever. Kind of, I, I was very impressed. Like for an NES game to like take that kind of stab at flying, I thought was great. I thought that was cool. I felt like I was flying. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I mean, it's at least as good as Volo Air Sport. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Call back. <laughs> uh, but then how about that fight with Rufio? Bizarre. <laughs> Bizarre. It's a fight to cut each other's clothes off. <laughs> Shirts off. And, it's and you can't turn. I wasn't able to, like, turn. So the way you turn is by jumping. If you If you jump, you'll switch directions. That... That really, I mean, the, the my version of the fight, like, really came down to it. Like, we were both, like, about to strip our shirts off before I got them one last time. But 
knowing where the hitbox was was impossible in that one. You, oh, you just man, go that was just, like, you just like stab, 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 yeah. <laughs> Pray you're standing in the right direction when he comes up to you. Stab, I, uh, stab, stab. I really liked how it like went into like fighting game mode when you entered that uh, that mode. It was like, okay, now now a fight between Pan and <laughs> and Rufio, <laughs> and also like. You, I don't know. It was it seems like a vi- very violent match between the two of them. Even though I guess they're just taking shirts off. <laughs> Did they fight in the in the movie? Did Rufio and Pan fight in the movie? Did they have like an actual arm? Conflict? Yeah, I think no. I think Rufio beats his ass up. Like Rufio humiliates him. Oh, he like cuts his pants off or something. You know, it's like yeah, he humiliates him, and then like he, he like rhymes at him. He's like, "You're no good for nothing. Bad looking. Oh yeah, eaten." He like puts a lot of adjectives. Blubber eater, yeah. He he beats him with adjectives. That's right. Wow, he uses his words. Um, Maybe this game could have taken a lesson. <laughs> and then yeah, and then Peter Pan like flies or whatever, and Ho- and Rufio gives him his his sword. And then Rufio I, uh... dies. Spoilers. Rufio gets straight up stabbed. Did he die? Though? That's right. Yeah, like, oh. it's a very violent death. It's very scary. Oh he gets he yeah. gets it right in the gut. Oh, and he says he tells Peter Pan to do something. Right? I think he says or something he, like, oh. "I never knew my dad." <laughs> like I don't know. Oh yeah, that's right. It is a movie about dads. It's yeah. a dad's film for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, you know how, how far did you guys get? How far did you guys get in it? I I made it to uh, the the second um, water level. I got to the ice section. I never got the to ice the section. ice. I got so here's, I got farther than I ever did as a child. Um, but I picked it up to play it twice and was absolutely infuriated all over again. Like a flood of like anger and frustration came over me as I as I played right. this game again and was like, and then I was upset with myself because I was like, here's Alex's idea. He wants to do these book club games, and I like trolled us and and here i am like reaping what i've sowed you know playing this stupid fucking game again um (laughs) and so then today i was able to like get a little bit farther and you know beat rufio or whatever um my feeling is that i think this was an opportunity for you for redemption is the way i viewed it did you feel any of that i mean here's the thing is i when i learned about the food i was like well fuck I, you know, I've answered a great lingering question in my mind that, you know, <laughs> absolutely you collect food and that's how you get out of this level as opposed to like, it's arbitrary at some point it says exit and you can go. Um, and then also like the Tinkerbell attack is like, that's legit. I wish I had known about some of these things when I played this game as a child. Well, you know what, you know, what's funny. It's like so many of these games that, because I, I inherited a an NES when I was a kid with like twenty games, it was awesome, and um, there were a lot of stinkers in there. So like I would every now and then like I would be I'd put in one of these games and like try to understand like what I was supposed to do, but the games did such a bad job like yes. teaching you or telling yeah. you or and letting you know like you probably had to look at the instruction manual. And same situation as you, like I oftentimes only had the cartridge yeah so you're out of luck like they're they're way too um oblique to figure out you know and like yeah i know it makes you like really appreciate games like especially from when you're a kid that actually had some kind of design in place that you know like taught you in incrementally like how to play it like super mario brothers is you doesn't matter. You could anyone can pick that game up and get a sense for what you need to do. Yeah, you know, within within just a few minutes. Not anyone. But <laughs> most people. No, I'm yeah, sure it really it. it it. Or even now, right? Like, and sometimes it's obnoxious to like, you know, you have The Witcher, and he like walks up to a wall, and it says like, circle to like, you know, push over in wall, and you're like, okay, but there's like yeah. something nice about that. <laughs> compared to this like it's funny that we're at a point now where game designers are are like they understand how stupid people are right like that people right, need exactly. your like their hands like they didn't realize how dumb we were as children so they were like i don't know here are some mechanics they're in the game they'll figure them out i guess 
<laughs> well, but I don't know. I, I, I think it's important to think about with stuff like this, too. This was an era where a lot of the people, I think, who were building things didn't play games like this growing up. Sure. You know what right. I mean? Like, you, there, there are people who had your experience and were so frustrated and were like, if I ever get a chance to make a game, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you know that's I mean? true. I'm going to make it feel good. This is like just a weird little piece of like IP that got made into a, a game by, you know, as a cash grab for some, you know, film studio into like some kind of publishing and like development company or something like that. And that's all it was. They didn't really care. Like to your point earlier, if it was good or not. Yeah. Um, right. Which was so funny playing at the beginning. I was like, fuck this fucking broken ass. <laughs> you know what i mean but what i actually came to appreciate about it was just it's you know it's it's like there's a ton of just little like idiosyncrasies on this now you don't get you know a game like this that's not like polished Mm -hmm. to this degree anymore unless you were playing games from the bundle you know what i mean like you rank this game that's probably made by like 50 people up against like some uh, platforming by two people in like fucking itch.io bundle that we're playing through like the bundle game is better like hands down yeah right? you know what i mean even like, some of the even some of the frustrating ones that we play in the bundle right like you know we've played some like bad platformers in the bundle right. that are leaps and bounds over this game right yeah, and those people do have the luxury of having played, you know, games in the past and they're being sort of more good examples of like how games should work. Well, and also that there are better more resources, more resources for game developers now than there were at this time. Like the, at this time yeah. this was like I don't know. You like you have to like cut it out into a piece of paper made out of pixels in order to like, you know. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I, you know, everything was code. I yeah. think. Like nowadays, all of these game engines, like so it's so much more visual. I don't know. It's a lot easier, I think. Not easier, just it's a different yeah. set of challenges. So having said those gripes, I think actually the, the thing about it that like I think was interesting is that it was like not a linear progression game. It yeah. was about collecting stuff, you know, which to me actually feels like a kind of an interesting like uh experimental swing you know to like create something like that um i mean having a hub world like that that was in the the teenage mutant ninja turtles game that was on the nintendo too so it's not necessarily like that like unique but i think in that game too it was just like a linear level like you weren't collecting stuff to come back to the exit or something. yeah no you're right i think right. the like the non-linear level i don't know but it was also infuriating as a child right like i was a kid yeah. and like i knew what video games were and then this game was like what is this <laughs> what the fuck is this thing yeah well like the language of video games was so like left to right mm-hmm. scroll the screen yeah. you know and like yeah i mean i i remember the first time i played zelda Link's awakening which was the first game i came with my game boy and the overhead perspective i was five it was my fifth birthday and the overhead perspective was so um hard for me to understand like i was like okay i guess i move around but like i remember getting similarly frustrated by a game that's become one of my favorite games of all time but like i remember not picking that game up like three years after i got it and finally figuring out how to get the sword Mm. because it just was too hard it wasn't intuitive yeah it was another layer of complexity that i don't think i was i was ready for at the time and i think like even just being able to go left and right on a screen and not having the game like lead you in the right direction yeah infuriating for a child (laughs) yeah i get it what so final thoughts um i mean you know i don't know if we need to do the pass or play element of it you know what i mean or maybe it's like we do like a pass or play for then and now kind of a thing you, you know what i mean i like i'm a i'm a play at eight i'm a pass at 36 <laughs> uh final thoughts yeah I no like i would that. love to why don't why don't you start alex what are your final thoughts on this i as a platformer i thought this game although initially quite frustrating was pretty solid in the end it had some fun ideas going on with it um 
I would have beaten it. I was kind of trucking through it when I uh, went to go like save the state in my emulator, and then I had some issues loading it back up to play again. Um, but it's like fun. I, I don't ever see a reason why you need to go back and play it unless you want to play like a piece of gaming history like this. You know what I mean? Like there are so many things that have done it better now at this point, And so many other people I think who are engaging with elements of this game that are much more interesting. But if you're someone who's going back and playing through stuff, like definitely check this platformer out. It's not one to necessarily skip. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't ever need to, I'm glad I played it, but I don't ever need to think about it again. You know what I mean? Uh, Matt, how about you? You know, I, uh, I think people who, if you have nostalgia for a game or something that you were challenged a lot by when you were a kid or something with, where the, the music is, uh, brings you back to that time. I think it's, it's really valuable to go and, and play that thing again. I think it's tough to play a game that is not really a part of the conversation of around like the, I don't know how video games became the, the force that they are now. It's hard to go back and play a game like this. I mean, I, again, like I, I enjoyed playing it in terms of the exercise and like thinking about games and thinking about why they made this and thinking about the design decisions and things like that. Um, do I think it's a great game? No. But um, yeah, I think it's an interesting exercise to play games that your friends really liked when they were kids. So maybe this is a cop-out answer, but I don't think it's a great game. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's interesting It's because I, I would say that I definitely didn't like this as a kid. Um, right. But it's, a, it's, it's interesting to think about like how as a as children we end up imbuing a certain certain importance onto like pretty much random things in a lot of ways right like this is kind of an important you know game for me formatively and um we've we've gotten away from like really shitting on you know these indie developers uh, who make these games for the itch uh bundle right you know it's like if even if we dislike a game that the uh, itch developers, you know, these indie developers have have created. We we really, you know, try not to like say this is like a fucking pile of dog shit. And because this is, you know, a game that the developers aren't going to listen to, and and you know, this this game fucking sucks. It's like it's like a true piece of shit. Like it's absolute <laughs> fucking nonsense. The mechanics suck. You can't fucking stab anybody. Nobody did any fucking work to make this thing, you know, function. And Steven Spielberg got a piece of the fucking pot, right? Like this is a hundred percent this like fucking bullshit time in our history. It's absolute fucking nonsense. Hook the video game sucks. Do you feel right. like I think I think, I, think, I think he said it all? <laughs> I think the, re the redemption came in a different through a different window. Yeah. <laughs> It's like you were Matt, right. Matt, Matt opened a window for you to sort of look out and soar into the clouds, and you just went out the back door, and like, <laughs> smashed the beer bottle on the ground, or something like that. I, you know, I, I mean, huh. burning yeah. the house to the ground as you walk out. <laughs> well, Eric, was there anything in it that it did? Did it pique your nostalgia? Who gives a shit? It sucks. What a shit game. <laughs> I did a peek okay. minus. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I was like yeah. a kid playing this video game. You know, I remember yeah. like getting my like half my cousins coming over and me being like, "Look at this game," and them being like, "I don't want to fucking play a video game. What is wrong with you?" <laughs> the only uh, the only thing that I think is kind of sad is that this game defeated you at like what four, and it defeated you again at thirty four or something like. <laughs> Are you that. kidding me? You know I just I mean? dunked on it. I just dunked on it like that weird arbitrary basketball hoop. Like in game, system. <laughs> oh, yeah. in the second level, it's so stupid. When you're fighting against the Lost Boys, you could stab. You can stab to death, but you can't. Really that was one of my favorite things. When Tinkerbell like went up and was like, "Just so you know, the Lost Boys don't think you're good yet, so they're not your friends." You know, like <laughs> like made sure to let you know. Oh, well, I, I think this first episode of Book Club was a resounding success. It's exactly what I was hoping we would do just to fight with each other for a while, sort of have an antagonistic relationship, watch the Elden Ring trailer. Um, <laughs> next up, I think, is either Matt's game or my game, um, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, so it'll either be Chrono Trigger or... 
Eternal Darkness. Eternal Darkness. Sanity's um, Requiem. <laughs> Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. Uh, very excited to check them out. Yeah, me too. Thanks uh, for playing Hook, guys. Oh, hey, yeah. Uh, you know, hook them horns. <laughs> Thank you for sharing something that you loved so much with us. <laughs> <laughs> That was a great episode of Bundle Buddies, Eric. I think, Alex, that you and I are getting very good at this. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, next week, we're joined by the wonderful Nate Sherman. Uh, this is a very fun episode. Um, I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to tell you that much. I can't tell you what else is going on in it, but it's fun. <laughs> can you say what games um, that we're going to play? You know what? I, I'll break that off for them. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, we are playing. Gun Rounds from the Racial Justice and Equality Bundle by BlabberF, a turn-based pixel art roguelike shooter. Skeletris uh, from the Bundle for Racial Justice and Equality by Ghast, G-H-A-S-T, a 2D pixel art procedurally generated roguelike strategy game. And Orwell, Keeping an Eye on You uh, from the Palestinian Aid Bundle by Osmotic Studios, a story-rich, atmospheric, detective, point-and-click, political uh, thriller, visual novel. Um, so if you want to uh play those games this week while you're tooling around um and then come back and listen to what we think about next week we encourage that yes absolutely and we love you and we love you (laughs) like and subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. leave us a review there or you can find us on the web at bundle buddies on twitter bundle underscore buddies or at www.bundlebuddiespodcast.com alex i love you (laughs) Bundle Buddies is produced by Matthew Haddock. Our theme song is Neoshiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hello. Hi. When I lay me down to die, going up.